guys, it's me again, yes, Colette Cooper, and welcome to Sisters in the Shadows, about women in blues and jazz. This podcast looks at the amazing impact and influence women have had and still have on the development of blues and jazz. And today I'm speaking to not one, but four amazing, talented women. Rachel Sutton, Rebecca Poole, aka Purdy, Joe Harrop and Zoe Gilby. All four of these women are amazing artists with a wide range of influences between them. They are all creative forces with their new music out now and play regularly at the 606 Club in London, but these days more streaming online than live audiences as we know, which the 606 Club have set up brilliantly. Lovely Rachel Sutton with her silky soothing vocals is an actor and a singer and has been described as a sublime live talent and she really is. I caught up with her over the summer for a good old cup of tea and a chat and talked to her about her debut album A Million Conversations which came out earlier this year and Jazz News called it a jazz revelation and I couldn't agree more, it's brilliant. I started by asking her what inspired this new work. So I brought out my first EP yeah. eight years ago and I thought, a couple of years ago, I thought, God, that's way too long. That's, that's bad. Um, and I've been doing a lot of writing in that time. And yeah. so what I wanted to do was I wanted to do something that really showcased sort of moments of my life, which are in some of these songs. And I thought... I'm loving my songwriting so much. I feel so at home with it and I feel so happy and good when I do it. Yeah. And I want to get that across in my music. And I also had a, a, a huge catastrophic event happen to me. My mother died in oh. 2016. Oh, and that. yeah, that's... I, yeah, it, it was, it was changed my life completely. Yeah, and it does, it does. Yeah. And she was my best friend and the song a million conversations I wrote for her. And oh. when I, when I wrote that song, it just poured out of me and I decided that, that it was the right time. Once I'd written that song, I thought, yeah. hang on a minute, this is telling me something. I need to get all of this together. Yeah. In a very uh, emotional but strong package and get it out onto a CD. You know, it's only seven songs, but that's, I think the songs enough. work together. Yeah. I mean, I, I always, I often think, you know, some of my ultimate favorite artists, um, mm. I don't generally listen to the whole album. Mm. I, I feel sometimes that it, it can be a bit long. You know, I get mm. to maybe the seventh song and think, oh, yeah, I've listened to enough now today. Um, yes. And not because I, I'm bored of it or for any other reason. I just think mm. sometimes less is more. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I just felt that those seven songs, they're not all my songs. There's, there's five, five of mine and two from, from other wonderful writers. And I just yeah. felt that they worked really well together. They said a lot about me. They said a lot about my life and where I was yeah. at at the time or where I am at. It's and very emotional. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm really glad that you like it. And it is a revelation. Oh, bless you. Thank you. you know, your, your voice is just beautiful. 
Oh, thank you. Very kind. I remember times when love was new, when life was young and songs were true. Now it seems like just a show, and all I really want to know is how you'll be when you leave me. Do you recall the time when we were young, when life was good, when songs were sung? Now it seems like long ago. And all I want you now to know is that I'm glad. I'm glad for what we had. But hey, don't you worry. It's okay. You have to go. Hey, don't be sorry. It's the way things sometimes go. But for now, all I really want to say is remember me, remember us, remember what we shared that way. Hey, don't you worry, it's okay. You have to go. Some of your influences. I'd like to, and I know mm. uh, Keely Smith is one of them. Mm. I'd, I'd love to talk about her. Mm. Yeah, she's she's a, a very interesting person to me. Yeah. Um, t- tell me what you were going to, to no, say. I'm, what your thoughts were? Yeah, because I, I find her um, very interesting as well. I mean, she started so very young. Yes. And um, I think her journey, like yeah, like a lot of you know vocalists back then. Um, always, you know, it's always been quite tough. Absolutely, well, very tough. And I think it always comes out in the music. The emotion always comes out in the voice and the music, mm-hmm. and it says a lot about you know where somebody's been and where they've come from. Like your album, you know, you you did that after your mum passed, and yes, you know, it was opening the floodgates of emotion. And which is why, you know, it's so brilliant and why you were able to write it because you you had something to say, yes. you know, and a lot, a lot of them, a lot of these amazing singers, um, not just today, but, you know, back then, especially mm. had so much to say because, mm. you know, their lives were tough, you Absolutely. know, so the soul, you know, really comes through. And, yeah. But what, what was it about Keely Smith that you know sort of influenced you and and what was it about her about her phrasing or what 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 was it well when I was brought up in the country um there wasn't an enormous amount to do but (laughs) sort of ramble around it was beautiful and I loved it and and I, I hope to live in the country again at some point but um my mother was a huge jazz fan and she had many 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 records uh, including Louis Prima. Yeah. With uh Keith. She married him, didn't she? She married him, which yeah. is something else I I'm sort of interested in talking about as well. Yeah, yeah, after I've said what I'm gonna <clears throat> say. Um and, and also some of um she also had some of Keely Smith's albums. And um I 
I loved Louis Prima. I loved his voice. I loved yeah. his phrasing. I loved his huskiness. I loved his incredible personality when yeah. he sings. And then suddenly, in these fantastic recordings, you hear this pitch perfect, <laughs> I know, yeah, mind blowing woman floating in over the top. Yeah, thinking, hang on a bloody minute. Where's yeah. her record? I know, exactly. <laughs> you know, where's she? This yeah. is amazing. Because she did um, a version of Fever with him, didn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I do love him. He's, 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 I love that uh, version. But yeah, you're right. Where, where, where's her? We want to hear We want to hear her. Yeah, you know, uh, absolutely. And I remember um, my mum and I used to talk about jazz a lot because she was so passionate about it. And I remember distinctly remember a conversation that she and I had about Keely Smith and how extraordinary her voice was the range the kind of soaring and the power and the delivery and the perfection of it I mean it's almost miraculous actually when I hear her sing I think good god I'm gonna give up (laughs) but um she my mother said to me you know she said she said you know darling I think it must have been very difficult to be married to him because you would always have been in the background. Yeah. And it really stuck with me that. Because yeah, it's she's, interesting you say that. Yeah, and because she said it to me at an age when I don't think I was particularly conscious then of, I'm ashamed to say, I was, I mean, I was just a kid when she said that, you know. So maybe that was her way of trying to sort of say to me, look, there are things that happen where men put themselves in a more prominent or dominant position yeah and and women sort of sometimes get left behind and um and I think that um I wonder I I I don't want to sort of say oh this is what happened because I can't speak to her yeah (laughs) um I I don't know what her thoughts would have been on that but I I wonder I do wonder about that and I've never forgotten my mother saying that and when I listen to those records now I adore them and I think about them I love them regardless of what their relationship was or yep. whether there was any dominance or not but I do think about it she and was also in the shadows wasn't she exactly and also their voices are so different but they work so brilliantly they complement each other really interesting yeah grab your coat and get your hat leave your Just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street. And you hear oh, the lovely and talented Rachel Sutton talking about her hero, Keely Smith. And we heard Rachel's new song, When Love Was New. Just brilliant, really brilliant. Sweet on the sunny side of the street. Joe Harrop is at the 606 Club so often, she might as well have a bed in the back room. Her soft, velvety vocals are as beautiful as she is. Her new album, Weather in the Storm, is a wonderful collection of covers. She teamed up with excellent jazz guitarist Jamie McCready. It's a beautiful album of ballads, which has been described as perfect, and it really is. We we wanted to do an album of, of ballads, and, yeah. um, and we were kind of both had stuff 
that we were just needed to get out, I suppose. Um, yeah. So we, we came up with this name, Weather in the Storm, just because it was a kind of personal thing, really. But then it became more apparent that it's a world thing because it yeah. was before all of this virus thing started that we came up with the name and there was other stuff going on in the world. Perfect it timing, really. Like, <laughs> it, was a, it was just seemed like everybody somewhere in your life, somewhere in the world is Weather in the Storm. So yeah. um, that became the title and, and we got all the artwork done by a wonderful photographer called Alex Wynn as well. So it all kind of looks lovely. We've gone ahead with it, um, hoping that uh, people might still want to, you know, purchase it online or whatever. Well, I'll be buying it for sure. And oh, where can where can everybody get this from now? Where can they buy? You can Weather get a physical, physical CDs from um, Bandcamp. Um, Bandcamp, yeah. But we'll put a link up when it's ready. And, yep. um, and then obviously online, the usual places, Amazon, iTunes, that kind of thing. You can get digital. Weather in yeah. the Storm by Joe Harrop and Jamie McCready. Can't wait for that. And okay. I, I just cannot wait. It's what we need right now. Nice <laughs> glass of red wine. One. Put Joe <laughs> Harrop <laughs> on. Yeah. You definitely need red wine. It's definitely uh, <laughs> with red wine or similar definitely. whiskey or something. Yeah. When an early autumn. Walks the land and chills the breeze and touches with her hand the summer trees. Perhaps you'll understand what memories I own. There's a dance pavilion. In the lane, all shut it down A winding country lane All rusted brown A frosty window pane Shows me a town grown lonely That spring of ours it started so April hearted it was meant just for a boy and girl I never dreamed did you that any fall could come in view so early so early darling if you can, please let me know I'll meet you anywhere I miss you so, let's never have to share another autumn What was the first artist you listened to and what was the song that inspired you, Joe, to perform the genre now? Um, I can remember my um, parents playing a lot of vinyl and Julie London was one of the records that they used yes. to play in the house quite a lot. And um, yeah. it takes me back to a place really and it's so retro sounding and yeah. she just was so kind of um, deliciously sultry and yeah. and um, whispery, well, kind of personal. Like You've got a real sound of Julie London. Oh, it's, I think it's a kind of like personal sound, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I love Julie London. I'm a massive fan. And what were your other influences? Um, 
Yeah, well, they used to play quite a lot of jazz records. And I remember my dad saying to me once, um, you've got to listen to this lady, Billie Holiday. I think you really, really like her. And um, I remember he played me, he said, listen to this. He played me Sophisticated Lady um, with Ben Webster solo in the middle. And I just, I think that's, I can remember that being my first time. I remember thinking, I want to be able to sing like that. Yeah. I want to be able to tell a story and, and for it to be... And, that ins- that, and those artists inspired you to do um, what, what you're doing today. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I used to listen to it and, and be so taken to a place by it and um, so transported that I wanted to achieve that myself. I thought I want to be able to do that. Love letters straight from your heart. Keep us so near while apart. Oh, that's the lovely Joe Harrop on Julie London. And we heard Joe's and Jamie's track, Early Autumn. Really, really beautiful, just beautiful. Sisters in the Shadows is in aid of Nordif Robbins. Nordif Robbins is the largest independent music therapy charity in the UK, dedicated to enriching the lives of people affected by life-limiting illnesses, isolation or disability. Their music therapists are expertly trained to tune into each movement, reaction and expression of the individuals they work with to discover how music can enrich their lives. They are absolutely brilliant. But they receive no government funding and so rely on the generosity of their supporters. Charities like Nordif Robbins are really struggling these days and need your help more than ever. As a musician and a music lover, I know firsthand of the healing powers of music. It can lift your spirits, unite people and touch your heart in ways nothing else can. And the amazing therapists at Nordif Robbins use that power to help some of the most vulnerable people in society. If you love music and care about people, and I know you do, I ask you as a proud ambassador of Nordif Robbins Music Therapy Charity to help support their important work today. Just go to nordif-robbins.org.uk to find out more. That's nordif-robbins.org.uk. Like many artists, Rebecca Poole, a.k.a. Purdy, has written and released new material in response to current events, both personal and global. Her recent track, Stand Up For Your Love, has some real weight. And with Purdy's lovely and distinctive voice, you can't help but literally stand up and listen. Um, I just felt sort of profoundly affected by all the events of this year. Yeah. I'd lost my dad the year before. And, right. I, and, I, and I, you know, I suppose that this, this year I, I, we all went into thinking, no, come on, we've had lots of bad news. Let's, this is going to be the year, as we always yeah. do. And, um, and then, you know, one... I've been doing the um, climate change protests and all sorts. Yeah. Um, and I just, as an artist, uh, uh, you know, a very sensitive one, and I think a lot of artists feel the same. They get affected yeah. a lot by uh, what's going on in the world. Um, and, you know, there was this heightened threat to our planet and to our existence with yeah. the coronavirus, and it just all felt like it was building up inside me. Um, and it's, you know, it's almost like the universe is holding up a mirror and making us face ourselves. Yes. And, yeah, I um, and I just wanted to, and I just, this song just came out um, yeah. and it just, and it's just about hope and unity. 
Well, you yeah. executed your feelings just beautifully. Mm. It's just a really, really beautiful You'd song. You'd have laughed if you heard it, because I, I, I wrote it mm. on the piano really badly. I don't play yeah. the piano, but um, I was very lucky to, my, my, my producer helped me. Yeah. <laughs> keep tinkling away, keep practicing. Yes. That now's the time. Now's the time, exactly. <laughs> um, and what did you, um, so you were tinkling away, and then you just kind of came up with it, yeah, and... I just, I mean, the opening line is, I worry for the world. And yeah. when I have, since I was a little girl, I've, I've felt anything that's going on in the news, I I really, really sort of profoundly affects me. So Yeah, sensitive. Um, and that's why you're, a, you know, a brilliant songwriter and a brilliant artist, you know, being sensitive that way, you know, it's it's like it's like anything. It's like a, a blank canvas and you're, you're going to paint your emotions on there and it comes through. In your yeah. music. I just think and there's so much going on at the moment where I just it, it's it's difficult to know what to say um and 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 the you know the it's it's I think you know just fight the the way I know best to express myself is through music yeah yeah and that, I think that's the best way yeah that's the best way to express yourself because people do listen and with that voice of yours they're gonna keep listening it's just outstanding vocals Oh, that's very kind of you. I worry for the world Since I was six years old Do you worry for the world This world can feel so cold But it's okay We're going to find She was one of the first female jazz artists you you heard growing up. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember which song, Purdy? That really. Yeah, I absolutely remember the day. Well, I, well, I don't know the date because obviously we've forgotten what time is yeah. <laughs> during this experience. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I know I was at, I was at college, so I'd I'd been aware of other artists at the yeah. time, um, or other jazz singers. Um, but I, um, uh, my brother's friend at college and made this this film and he'd used Nina Simone's song as a soundtrack to this yeah. really awful sort of disturbing bloodthirsty scene but it was so impactful and I just heard her voice in it it was so powerful and I just I was totally transfixed and I yeah I had to just go and find out who she was and I and I you know I bought the feeling good album yeah and uh, just fell in love with her and she sort of led me to explore all the other amazing singers of her yeah because I, I guess once 
once you hear Nina Simone, you want to go, oh, well, what's her, you know, who's her influences? Who's, yeah. you know, what's her story about? And she does have uh, an incredible story. Um, yeah. Her story I mean, the is, documentary is sort of Have you seen the documentary? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's incredible. She was a force, wasn't she? Oh, what a force. I mean, I wouldn't like to mess with her. <laughs> no. And her piano playing is just phenomenal. So pretty jealous of that. Um, she... Um, but I, I just love her story. How I mean, it's a sad story. She wanted to well. be a classical pianist, didn't she? She did. She did. And but she got to play. She got to play in the the most famous classical music hall in the end. Um, but playing jazz, ironically. And um, yeah, she she. Um, I love that she, how she chose her name and it, you know, there's no pretentious in it, no pretension in it. You know, she chose her name because she had to, because if her mum found out she yeah. was playing in these little blues and jazz bars, she would have got, you know, she'd been in trouble. So she's like, oh, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to I've got to a really funny story about Nina Simone, do you want to? Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> I, I do. you've probably heard it before, yeah. but she was supporting um, Nick Cave on tour. Yes. Yes, yeah, so I'll let you tell it. Come on. You know, <laughs> and she was having it sort of, she was being her, you know, typical grouchy sort of self. Yeah. She was in her green room or dressing room and she, yeah. Nick Cave wanted to cheer her up. So he popped his head around and asked her what he could get her. And she said, <laughs> I like some champagne, cocaine, <laughs> and some sausages. <laughs> she had them all in no particular order. <laughs> I used to love how she was so rude to her audiences. Oh, like, yeah. I, that wasn't a show. She was genuinely rude. She used to say to them, I don't know why you're here because yeah. uh, you don't even understand my music. You don't know what I'm saying. It's a piss. If off. anyone would speak, she'd stop <laughs> the show, wouldn't she? You know how I feel. River running free. the gorgeous stunning purdy talking about what a formidable woman nina simone was and she certainly was on every level and I'm feeling good. last but not least is a northern lass with loads of sass zoe gilby is an amazing talent this year she collaborated with multi-instrumentalist andy champion for their new project living in the shadows and last year she won the Parliamentary Jazz Vocalist of the Year Award, which doesn't surprise any of us, does it? And totally well-deserved. Her vocals are beyond incredible. Absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> and, and that's not unbelievable. It's, it's absolutely deserved. You're unbelievable. I think it's very well-deserved. And how did that come about? Tell us all about that, Zoe. So... Um... Obviously, the Parliamentary Jazz Awards have been running for a number of years now, and it goes out to kind of like a public vote to begin with, so people can vote for who they want to in, in various categories. So there's the vocal category, there's an album category, best band category. Yeah. It's all, all different categories. So basically, the public voted for who they would want to win that award in that category, and then it got shortlisted. Um, yeah. There must have been plenty of the public liked who I was. I <laughs> think a lot of the public liked who you were. Oh, thank you. And I got popped <laughs> list with uh, another few of the vocalists with, who were yeah. incredible. Georgia Manchel, um, Sharice Byrne-Adams, who was... Well, who's won this year, Sharice. Yeah, and... Um, All and, great vocalists, but yeah. you won. More to the point, you won, Zoe. 
thought listed it was like oh that's amazing wow that was for me was like i'd won i was just like well that's just incredible just to have that accolade absolutely absolutely and one of your who also won an amazing um, jazz vocalist of the year and uh, your absolute hero is Mm. carmen mcgrain charlie's my darling my true true love i met him at the close of day beneath the setting sun and when the when you when you were growing up you know when you first because your dad's a jazz musician what what does he play yeah well he sad, sadly passed away in 2010 um oh sorry about that yeah no it's it's uh he, he was a trumpet player flute yeah. um and but he was like a jazz arranger as well so we did like a lot of arrangements and stuff for big bands before the days of like sibelius and things where you could yeah. just done sort of like on computer basically he would sit and write all the parts out like by hand that kind of thing so wow uh, and if that was a lot of like his, his employment as well so it meant when i was kind of getting into wanting to sing jazz he basically wrote out a lot of my music which well it's amazing because you grew up with your dad who's an incredible jazz musician himself and your mum was a a huge fan of jazz and introduced you to the wonderful peggy lee and it was that then did you always know I mean, growing up in a, uh, that family, your dad being an, an amazing jazz musician, your mum amazing, you know, loved jazz. Did you know instantly, this is what I wanted to do? And yeah. how you found your voice when you, when you heard Peggy Lee? Did you think, wow, this, this is what I wanted, this is what I want to do? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was born, you know, in the early 80s. So it was like, there was obviously a lot of pop music and stuff around yeah. in the 90s. So I was influenced by that as well. Um, but just jazz was always there and always like just alternative music. It wasn't just what the music industry presented. Yeah. To me. My parents were quite like, just go and find out your own music and stuff. Yeah. And having that like vinyl collection and, and CD collection. Yeah. Like Peggy Lee, um, specifically the album Mirrors, which is just a beautiful album. Which beautiful album. Beautiful. Now as well. Um, it was my mom's and she used to put that on like all the time. And I loved listening to it. And I was just a little kid and I loved how quite quirky and unusual it was, but I loved yeah. his voice. And then when I started wanting to sing, I would like sing along with it as well. And that was something that I would just, when I would sing in my bedroom, it was kind of singing. With your hairbrush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in front of the mirror. <laughs> and then my dad would come in like, oh, you like that? You should check out this. You should check out this. And yeah. Who, you know, all the other great names, like namely Carmen McCree being one of them. So when did you first hear um, Carmen? It would have been when my dad came and knocked on my bedroom door, like, you like this, you want to check out Carmen McCree? And he yeah. actually had, um, it was Carmen McCree sings the Great American Songbook. And yeah. it just blew my mind. It was like, yeah, she's amazing. Who, who is this? You know, yeah. it's just like, obviously our, our tone and stuff's quite, it's it's beautiful, but it's got it's, it's very unique. It's very unusual. It was and very, very character. Yeah, you know, she's got so much character in it, and she, she you know you can feel the stories through her soul. Yeah, definitely. But it was the improvising. It was like yeah, how she, she's singing it like this. Now I was used to sort of vocalists improvising around a melody and stuff, and yeah, reason. So it wasn't that that you know shocked us. It was like a lot of our scat singing and stuff was just a bit different. Yeah, just how she did, like you say, put that character into it, and it was like. Ah, and she was just really fearless and quite, you know, quite quite formidable in some ways. She had quite a life, didn't she? She had quite yeah. a life, and she's quite kind of 
bit, a little bit parallel to Nina Simone a little bit. She started off playing the piano. Uh, she came into singing later. She was a good friends, as you know, with uh, Billie Holiday. And she, you know, mustn't be forgotten. And because she's kind of been in the shadows a little bit of the Billie Holidays, you yeah. know, the Ella Fitzgeralds. You know, you don't hear many people talking about her yeah. as much as the, sort of the, the rest of them, really. But she was definitely up there with them. You know, she was definitely, definitely up there with them. And she was... You know, just, just amazing. Well, wasn't she? She was really good pals with Dizzy Gillespie. That's right. Well, he kind of, I think she was playing the piano at that time, wasn't yeah. she? When he, yeah. when they met up and he was like, okay, come on. Got a lovely little story. My parents actually. Oh yeah, go on. Yeah, tell us. Dizzy Gillespie and Carmen McQueen. No. 70s. Yeah, it's, oh, it's an amazing story. So they were living in Glasgow. It was yeah. My brothers and I, um, and they had a friend who threw a, a huge party, and they were invited to this party. It was just marquee tents and you know alcohol and food and bands and stuff. It wasn't like a festival that he put on, but it was just like a big, a big knees up, shall we say? Yeah. It's like he was a bit of a millionaire. This friend of theirs, and so they were like, oh well, we'll go, we'll have a good time and stuff. I don't know what the music will be like. We know he likes jazz, but he likes loads of other kind of stuff. And it was just huge, and it was like carnage. Like everyone was just having a great time. And stuff. Yeah. And uh, he'd flown over Dizzy Gillespie and Carmen McRae in that. No. Yeah, from Amsterdam. They were doing a gig in Amsterdam, flew them over for them to do a set, but didn't tell anyone. That oh, they, don't. Um, you must have paid them a fortune. Oh, it cost a fortune. Put them up for the night and everything. Yeah. Um, my dad had no idea. So they're just kind of wandering around and then just who do they see setting up in the corner? But it was like. <gasps> believe it now they were with a friend uh ruby carter who absolutely loves carmen mccray and she was like carmen mccray as well ruby who's a brilliant <laughs> singer so they just blocked over and they were literally just standing right there and just like sort of the gig but like apparently what was going on around them the other people at the party just didn't really know what's happening like didn't recognize that it was dizzy gillespie and carmen. oh my god like it, they were in a quiet corner of the party and stuff. So it did your dad get to speak to them? He did. So it, I, oh. but my yeah. mom's a little bit more pushy than my dad. Yeah. She was a bit like, you've got to go up and talk to yeah. him. Yeah. And apparently my dad was like, no, no, you know, trying to be the whole cool jazz musician bit. Yeah. Kind of went, went up and just started chatting to him. Um, and I think Dizzy Gillespie quite liked the look of um, Ruby Carter as well and wanted to kind of talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Ruby was wanting to talk to Carmen McRae so they kind of hung out afterwards like after the gig and then they said oh we're going back to the hotel bar if you want to come back with us and come and hang out so they all went back to the hotel bar with Carmen McRae oh my god so how many how early in the morning oh we were there all night so my dad was just like I've met my hero like and I've hung out with them just can you imagine that I mean I don't need to do isn't it. that incredible but, though yeah. and my mum said like Carmen McRae was lovely um actually very friendly, very nice, she said, but she, she is quite, there's something quite formidable when you first meet her. I think the yeah. experience was obviously quite, not intimidating, but a bit like, whoa, this is quite full on. Uh, so well, She I, was a forceful character. She had a lot of presence. So. And they had a cat at the time, my parents mm. called, called Dizzy, named after Dizzy. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think, trying to be cool. E, we'll, we know, we love you, we love your music. Yeah. Isn't that brilliant? Oh, I love that. Tell us about your single and your new release. So the project's called Living in Shadows, which I thought was appropriate for the name of the show as well. Yeah, brilliant. 
project's called Living in Shadows and the single's called For the Day. Um, it's all original material. We've written um, nine tunes, so it's going to be all released on a, well, it's eight actually, um, that we're going to be releasing later this year on vinyl. But the single, first single's coming out next Friday. That's Friday the 31st. So mm -hmm. there is a jazz influence in there, but there's also like an alt pop um, yeah. uh, sort of rock and kind of prog rock sort of element to I it. I love crossovers. That's yeah. brilliant. You know, but the the yeah, there, there's a definitely kind of a jazz influence in there as well. And for the day, um, it's basically about the migration of birds. Yeah. So I come up with this melody idea. I was just sort of like gazing out the window, and I saw like a flock of migrating birds move, but it was the shape that they made. Yeah. Fascinating, like, and isn't it just beautiful? How they move together like that, and it's like, but they're quite protected. You know, they're they're, they're their own group, and they're moving. Yeah. There's like safety in numbers, but I just love the idea of them how they actually move across like well continents some of them you know how they can kind of move around and it was like that's what a wonderful subject matter and that was kind of what them. a great subject matter isn't that funny you were just looking out the window and the things come to you and that's a great subject matter to write about, about. Birds, so it's very and tell us again what that's called it's called for the day yeah and the project is called living in shadows A pointed shape Dawning daybreaks Flying on their way Moving straight The sun dictates Gliding gently sway An aerial ballet A pattern of motion fly by A synchronized framing Links to buy Zoe's album and everybody else on today's show can be found in the episode notes. That's the show for this week, thanks to the gorgeous Rachel, the stunning Rebecca Poole, aka Purdy, the beautiful Joe Harrop, and the amazing Zoe Gilby. If you liked it, please subscribe now. Come on on your favourite podcast app. And while you're there, go on, leave a review and make it a good one. Sisters in the Shadows was presented by me, Colette Cooper, and is a Pop People production. Thanks to the brilliant and gorgeous Mike Hansen and the gorgeous Jake Trappett for their production support. And of course, more than anyone, you for listening. I'll be back in your feed next Friday, talking to another amazing soul from the world of blues and jazz. See you then. Bye. Ball.